It is 3 p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM, and it is Thanksgiving Day. So welcome to my uh, weekly show, Arabology, the show that attempts to take you on a virtual carpet ride through the uh, Arabic-speaking world. And uh, today's very special edition includes, uh, well, many celebratory things. We will be uh, going to uh, several places in the Arabic-speaking world, of course, and uh, we will be featuring music for from there. I also want to say a very, very special shukran or merci or thank you to all the listeners who are listening and who've been supporting uh, me and KZSU throughout the year. Thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Arabology called uh, the Thanksgiving edition or in Arabic uh, Eid Shukr. Uh, and uh, we will be uh, featuring uh, music that's kind of uh, related a little bit now and then to Thanksgiving. And uh, one of the things that I think we should all be thankful for, of course, are the wonderful things we may have in our lives, but also not to uh, forget people who may not be as fortunate as us. And it is to those people that I dedicate this next song by Tamir Abu Ghazali. من شيل الصين هناك أكل مجاني في أرض فلسطين يستمر العرض من سنة الألفين أو قبل بشوي وحتى يوم الدين إلى كل الجعين من شيل الصين هناك أكل مجاني في أرض فلسطين يستمر العرض من سنة الألفين Thank you. 
Wow, that was uh, the one and only Feyruz. Well, she's being remixed, actually, by DJ Nader, if you've heard of him. He is this amazing, amazing uh, mixer, or DJ, amazing personality in Arabic music, and he's famous for doing that. And how apropos is it to play a remix by Feyruz, the ultimate Lebanese diva who comes from Lebanon and is known all over the Middle East and beyond, because yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, was her 77th birthday. So wherever you are, Fairuz, a.k.a. Nuhat Haddad, happy birthday, Kilsine Intiselme, and wonderful, wonderful uh, love and uh, uh, wishes for a, uh, uh, a long life full of music, love, and peace. Fairuz, who comes from Lebanon, celebrated her 77th birthday yesterday, and uh, today is Thanksgiving Day, so we should be saying thanks to her for a lifetime of musical creations that uh, play a part in every Arabic-speaking person's uh, psyche and, uh, may, and uh, is probably an integral part of everybody's memories. I don't know a single person who speaks Arabic or who grew up in that region who doesn't have a favorite Fairuz song. So uh, uh, and for all of you listeners of Fairuz, for all of you uh, listeners on this Thanksgiving Day, and to the diva herself. Happy birthday and many, many more. And for that occasion, why don't we listen to a track by Feirouz herself.
Jeff Lebanese, uh, singer, legendary singer, Feirouz, singing El Bint Shalabiya. That was actually recorded very recently, and it was part of her last, or no, latest, sorry, album. Uh, of course, it was called Afi Amal, translated, that means, yes, there is hope. And Feirouz, though in her 70s, continues to record and to enthrall audiences worldwide with her legendary performances, thanks to her amazing talent, and of course, with thanks to her son, Ziad Rahbani, who composes the music and the lyrics for his mom. So what a wonderful team they are. And uh, thank you to both of them on this Thanksgiving Day for the beautiful music. Another thing I wanted to mention is that today, in addition to being Thanksgiving Day and yesterday being Feirouz's birthday, today is actually uh, Independence Day for Lebanon. So there's another thanks going out to uh, everybody who may be listening in Lebanon or in the region. And if they, if you are, then you're probably streaming the show through kzsulive.stanford.edu. And so if you're listening, whether you're in uh, Europe, or Africa, uh, uh, Asia, wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in on this Thanks Day, meaning Thanksgiving Day. And uh, I would like to give thanks to everybody who's been listening to the show Arabology. I'm DJ Ramsey, and I'm so happy to be with you on Thanksgiving Day if you're somewhere eating Turkey, as in the Farhat family, then uh, I would like to wish you a special uh, jour de grâce, uh, jour de merci, uh, or uh, Thanksgiving Day, au yom eid shukur. And if you happen to be in the studio, then I would like to say thank you to you personally, as in my co-host today, none other than Ahmed Q, who's here on his first, is it your first Thanksgiving Day in America? Ahmed? No, it's the second one. Oh, already? Yes. So you're, you're, you're probably used to the whole Thanksgiving thing. But, yeah, but last year I was, like, clueless about the idea. I was like, okay, anyway, it's just um invitation to dinner to eat something, maybe turkey, maybe chicken. I didn't know the whole idea what was it was about. Oh, because it doesn't uh, exist in the Middle East? No, it's just so American. Oh. And, uh, you know, I went there just to eat, and I didn't know what is it exactly. But now I'm so aware of this occasion and how import- uh, important it is to the American. Yeah, and so what do you think of Thanksgiving Day now that you're a pro? I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving. I love the spirit wow. of Thanksgiving. I love how people just become like one big family and invite each other and care about each other, getting ready to do everything in time. You know, it just uh, it reminds me of how back home people used to like invite each other during vic- uh, holidays and stuff. Oh, really? But this is different here. You so, know, is there we, like um, an equivalent to Thanksgiving Day and, like, say Jordan? Yeah, it reminds me somehow of Ramadan, how people invite each other. Like uh, today, uh, I'm inviting the whole family. Tomorrow, my cousin is gonna invite the whole family. The week after, my uncle is gonna. It's like right, that. Right. It's like Thanksgiving, kind of, but. For 30 days, yeah. not for one day. Not for one day. Plus, there's the fasting element, I think, in I know. Ramadan that I think exist. people today are fasting as well. I would advise people to fast today, not, I think not so. for religious reasons, but because yeah. uh, you're probably, if you're, if you're one of those people who are uh, going to partake in the turkey tradition, then you probably don't want to go there on a full stomach, right? <laughs> <laughs> I advise that. Yeah. Too. Matthew, did you have a big breakfast today? Yeah. Uh, you did? Yeah, I, I did eat something. Oh, like my gosh. Maybe a glass of water. Well, well, your metabolism must be better than mine because I, I can't even have that before Thanksgiving meal because my, uh, the buttons on my pants will, uh, w- on my waist will pop. 
Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. to start eating. All right. So, uh, so Ahmad, uh, uh, we, we're, uh, we were talking about Fairuz a little bit mm. and uh, how thankful people are really all over the Middle East for her. Um, I, I mean, how would you explain Fairuz to our listeners? Uh, Fairuz? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I don't want to say like a goddess to the people Ooh. over there. No, honestly, because there is no one like her. She's like so special with her, uh, with her performance, with her uh, songs, with her voice, with her uh, effect on the people. Wow. You know, I wouldn't like wake up in the morning and go to work without listening to her songs. Really? Honestly, it's like, it would be a very bad day if I didn't, <laughs> because she would like smooth everything, she would make everything easier. Uh, <laughs> even I remember in my college days that I used to listen her, to her songs during like the worst moments, not just during the morning, just when I feel frustrated and stressed, I used to listen to her songs because she like makes me feel relaxed and all wow. the troubles will be gone wow, soon. Wow. Uh, well, Ahmed Q, you turned into a poet suddenly. <laughs> I mean, you took this path. No, I mean, I do appreciate Fairuz. <laughs> I do. But maybe I don't have a shrine in the house, like for her. As a, a shrine? A shrine. A shrine, shrine a really? A shrine for her. No, I don't have that. How dare you not have a shrine for Fairuz in your house? Mm. Uh, 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 yeah, of course I you're not going to answer. Um, I have in my mind, but <laughs> in the house. <laughs> oh, in your yeah. mind and yeah. in your heart. Uh, in my heart as well. Uh, so yeah. Ahmed, no, but seriously, I'm so happy that you were able to uh, to uh, kind of explain what Fairuz means, especially when you were talking about your college days. What were they yesterday? Being, yeah, being maybe what like five years ago, oh, four, four years old, ago, four years yeah. ago. Oh, that's so old. No, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's nice and refreshing to know that the new generation of uh, people, let's say in Jordan, where you come from, are still uh, listening to Fairuz today. Although you know the woman is in her 70s and uh, has been around for a while, so you know she's happy. You still happen to uh, respect well she's uh, like the air yeah. and the water she's like everlasting oh you know you wouldn't like feel like okay that's it this year i was listening to Ferus too much and i'm not gonna listen to her again right right you, you have to listen to Ferus every and each morning wow you have to it's <laughs> not something that you would like decide upon like one day like i oh, know <laughs> I see. Well, if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ahmed Q telling you to listen to Fairuz. Otherwise, you're going to have a stressful day, apparently. Yeah. Ahmed. And uh, happy birthday, Fairuz. Happy, happy Independence Day, Lebanon. Uh, I'll say it with a Lebanese and, uh, accent. You say it with, with an English accent. With a, no, with a Jordanian accent. Sorry. Yeah. Fairuz. Go ahead. Uh, what else? Wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Fairuz. Sana Hilwa Yagamila. Sana Hilwa Yagamila. Sana Hilwa Yafairuz. Sana Hilwa Yagamila. Plenty more to come here on the, on, the radio, on the Arabology show coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. My co-host for the first hour here is Ahmad Q, and uh, he'll be with us through the uh, first hour to give us his take, his unique take on Arabic music and other cultural productions. Again, today is Thanksgiving Day, so thanks to everybody for listening. It also happens to be the Lebanese Independence Day, and yes,
yesterday happened to be Feiruz's birthday. So how much more could somebody ask for? Pretty much three celebrations all in one. The Search Dog Foundation recruits dogs who have been rescued from abuse or abandonment, gives them professional training, and partners them with firefighters to find people trapped in the wreckage of natural disasters or accidents. If you would like to support their efforts, become a volunteer, or nominate a dog, please visit them online at www.searchdogfoundation.org. That's www.searchdogfoundation.org. 325, ladies and gentlemen, right here on KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. We are streaming live at kzsulive.stanford.edu. The show is Arabology. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and I'll be with you until 5 p.m. today for this very special Thanksgiving edition of uh, this uh, show, this radio program that attempts to uh, take you virtually all over the Arabic-speaking world and highlight maybe not the mainstream music there, but the alternative kind of music scene that is, uh, well, uh, budding all over the place. So hopefully in the next uh, hour and a half or so, you will enjoy delving into the wealth of musical uh, experimentation that is coming from the Arab-speaking world and from the Arab world as a whole. And uh, thank you again for joining me. Why don't we get things started with the music again? Here is a singer whose name is uh, Jamal La Rossi, La Russi, and uh, he's going to sing a song called Kifash uh, Helti. The song is uh, he's actually Algerian, and the song uh, is oh sorry, let me just say he's Algerian, but he's uh, based in Germany, and uh, his songs feature sort of the banjo, Arabic percussions, and Latin breaks. So we'll hear. Let's listen to him and see what we think of Kifash Helti with Jamal.
This is the Arabology Show coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and this and uh, this is the special Thanksgiving edition to my weekly radio show, Arabology. Hope you've been enjoying the kind of Arabic music that uh, I've been playing for you since 3 p.m. I'll be with you until 5 p.m. this Thursday and every Thursday right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. And uh, the, the song you just listened to that sounded very much like... Uh, I don't know, a real Shabi song. It was actually by uh, Dahman Al-Harashi. I hope I'm pronouncing his uh, name correctly, but his real name is Abdurrahman Amrani. He was born in 1926 and uh, he died in 1980. He was an Algerian Shabi singer. Shabi is kind of like popular music singer, uh, songwriter, and instrumentalist, like uh, many of the Berbers of the area whose land in the Oris were confiscated after an 1870 revolt against France. He moved to France in 1949, eventually settled in Paris, and made his fame playing in Algerian cafes. The re-release of uh, his songs is part of the revival of this genre of music, especially in France these days, with its large North African immigrant communities. Shabi is a symbol of secular, cosmopolitan culture, typically anti, well, n- not so religious. Uh, El Harashi's uh, best known song is called Ya Rayeh. And I think that song was recorded by uh, Rashid Taha. Well, who knew that that song originally was uh, created and uh, and made popular by uh, Dahman El Harashi. Uh, the, the song was covered by uh, many singers, including Rashid Taha. And as you could hear in the last track, uh, that uh, there was sort of a mid-tempo improv banjo played like a oud with uh, a lot of uh, sort of uh, shabby elements, including oud, violin, percussion, and uh, a beautiful chorus. So if you've enjoyed that, check out Dahman El-Harashi's uh, uh, CD called Jit Ma Habibi. Before that, we heard Samsa, and she was singing about, uh, or the group Samsa with its female vocal, it was singing about Alam Jdeed, a new world, let's all w- hope on this Thanksgiving Day that the new world will be a peaceful one where wars and uh, and the kind of uh, violence we've been seeing lately in the Middle East becomes a thing of the past on this Thanksgiving Day. We really should thank uh, uh, um, whatever you believe in and uh, what you have and what you've been blessed with and not to forget some of the turmoil that's going on around the world. So with thanks for the good things and, uh, and a hope for better things ahead. We began the set, ladies and gentlemen, on this Thanksgiving day uh, today uh, with Kifash uh, Hilti, uh, and that was by Jamil Larousi. So hopefully you enjoyed that. If you did, check out the Arabic Beat CD, which uh, includes a nice mix of uh, songs from all over the Arabic-speaking world and features many artists. This compilation is truly a beautiful one indeed. The California Historical Society is a statewide organization dedicated to engaging the public's interest and participation in collecting, preserving, and presenting the art, artifacts, and written materials that tell the story of California. Their programs include support for individual research, publication, educational activities, and archiving. The North Baker Research Library contains their collection of manuscripts, maps, books, posters and other materials 
and their photography collection contains over 500,000 images. The California Historical Society is located at 678 Mission Street in San Francisco or on the web at www.californiahistoricalsociety.org. That is www.californiahistoricalsociety.org. A perpetual state of lush, velvety, indie, undie, punky, and whatever music Mr. Esquire deems necessary for discipline. He's moody, like a cat. Meow, meow. Mr. Esquire will put you over his knee and spank you because you've been bad. Every Tuesday from 10 to 2 a.m. It's coming up to 3.45 p.m. right here on the Thanksgiving Day, November 22nd, 2012. I'm your DJ Ramsey. The show is Arabology, and my co-host uh, has, is somebody who uh, you've all grown to love and miss when he's not around, Ahmed Q. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy thanks to you to, and to all our listeners. And so how would we say that with Arabi? Um, I don't know exactly. I think it's uh, Eid Shukr. Ah, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it's Shukur Saeed Ilak DJ Ramsey Wala Kulil Il Mustamain. Shukran Shukran translation. The same one that I said in English that happy Thanksgiving to you, DJ Ramsey, and to all our uh, listeners. And I hear Ahmad Cute that you have many things to be thankful for this year. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Do you wanna share a few? Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> glad that I uh, settled in here in the States. I started my new jobs. Wow, uh, is that a plural? Job. Yeah, jobs. Wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm getting like offers from everywhere and I don't know where to start. And How nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks God. Well, good, good. Yeah, good. this is something to be really thankful for and I'm thankful that I have so many friends here in the States that are like very close, like a family. They understand my situation, the things that I'm going through. They treat me like their own brother, uh, son, or uh, close friend, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, uh, Ahmed, in many ways, because you're still in your 20s, and mm -hmm. as you know, I'm in my late 40s, and I've, I've sort of uh, enjoyed over the past year seeing you go through uh, many of the things that I went through when I first came to America, only I was uh, a little oh, younger than you. I was, I was 17 when I came to America, and uh, I, I obviously I love this country and I love what it's about, and I love the fact that uh, 30 years later, uh, there, it is still uh, a country that is welcoming uh, people from all over the world, and, uh, and Ahmed, uh, I should just say welcome officially to oh, the thank USA. You. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ahmed, you come from uh, Jordan originally, mm -hmm. and uh, from what city in Jordan? Amman. Amman. Amman, the capital of Jordan. So I don't want to, you know, make you nostalgic or anything here, Ahmed, but when you think of Amman, what do you think of? I think about Al Bayadr, where I'm from. That's a region in Amman. Yeah, I think about my family, my cousins. And once you mentioned Thanksgiving, I started to think about the holidays that I missed this year. Like uh, 
عيد الاضحى عيد الفطر رمضان different during that uh, those days because they quit like doing anything else whatever is in, uh, they are supposed to do during these days like during Ramadan they fast they dedicate their time upon their schedules like people would change upon these days right. like they wouldn't right. do the same things that you do each and every right. day but it's kind of the same I mean although it's not uh, a religious uh, holiday necessarily but yeah. you know in Thanksgiving you know everybody's off and uh, so are you today right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, and uh, so are you going to be having the turkey yes and this is one of the things that I should be thankful for turkey turkey and the day off oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know having s- t- uh, having jobs here that I mean I have no, nothing to uh, to relax during or, or just I, I have no break yeah. I, mean, I, I work day and, and day and night wow. and yeah but at thank God uh, that there is something called Thanksgiving here yeah, yeah. yeah. you're living the American dream Ahmed so welcome to the USA so Ahmed I thought it might be appropriate to play a song by Aziz Mada that's called Amman yeah. since we're talking about your uh, uh, childhood days in uh, Amman Jordan have you heard of Aziz Mada'a Of course. Well, this is a very special sort of live performance of the song Amman that he's going to sing on stage, and it's going to slow the beat down a little bit here on the Arabology show, mm-hmm. so that for the uh, last part of the first hour, we're going to be listening to some uh, beautiful sort of mellow music coming from the Arabic-speaking world. Ahmed Q, you're going to be with me today through sure. the show, inshallah. Yes, of course. Thank you. Here's Aziz Mada and a song called Amman. You can hear his beautiful voice with the vocal. calls and Ahmad uh, Shukran I guess for being Masa. you you're almost welcome
Coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 94.1 FM, and let the slow music continue.
Like what you are hearing? Help make sure KZSU can continue providing great programs without commercials to listeners all over the Bay Area. Donate to KZSU. For more information, email our underwriting department at underwriting at kzsu.stanford.edu or call us at 650-723-9010. And don't forget to keep on listening. Since 1980, the Human Rights Campaign has worked for the day when gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender individuals are ensured of their basic equal rights and can be open, honest, and safe at home, at work, and in the community. If you would like to become involved in their fight for equal rights or would like to support the efforts of HRC, please visit their website at www.hrc.org. That's www.hrc.org. It is uh, 4.12 p.m. right here on KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM on this Thanksgiving day. I'm your DJ Ramsey, and the show is Arabology, the show that comes to you weekly from 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. and attempts to take you all over the Arabic-speaking world, well, an area that is uh, usually uh, seen as chaotic and uh, recently as quite violent. So hopefully through this show and through uh, uh, the shows like this, uh, people 
people will be exposed to a gentler, more beautiful side to the region. And uh, that's exactly what we do here on the Arabology Show while wishing for peace and uh, tranquility in the region. Certainly the uh, news these days is not uh, very encouraging, but here's on this Thanksgiving Day. Let's give thanks for what we have and hope to give thanks next year for a more peaceful Middle East. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be with you until 5 p.m. right here on the Arabology Show. And, uh, and I will be uh, also uh, in, uh, including an interview with uh, a wonderful person whose name is Salim. Now, if you haven't heard of Salim, you should stay tuned, especially if you heard last week's uh, show where I had uh, Adriana M., who is a professional belly dancer and who spoke about her career and, uh, and the uh, many, many aspects of belly dancing that require much stamina, discipline, and education. Well, Salim, ladies and gentlemen, this week will be giving us a look into the world of male belly dancing. Yes, it does exist, and I want to leave it to the artist himself, uh, dancer, choreographer, writer Salim, will be my guest on the last part of today's show of Arabology, so make sure you stay tuned for that. As for uh, the other treats I have uh, in store for you to Thanksgiving uh, uh, Day, I will be playing not one, but two songs by Mashrua Leila, the Lebanese band that has taken the, uh, the music scene by storm, not only in Lebanon, where they're from, but also all over the region, and now I can safely say all over the world. Recently in Montreal, in Paris, singing and uh, performing to sold-out audiences, Mashrua Leila began as a group of uh, students from the American University in Beirut, and uh, they uh, were experimenting, uh, you know, with music on a certain destined uh, day or night, and uh, lo and behold, they came up with uh, the most beautiful album, I think, in, alter in terms of alternative Arabic music that I've ever heard. It was called Mashrua Leila, and since then, the ride has been uh, thrilling for them. I salute them wherever they are. Mashrua Leila, in English, that would be something like the uh, Leila Project, uh, continue to make beautiful music. And today, I'm going to, sh to uh, feature not one, but uh, two uh, tracks by them. So stay tuned. Uh, that will be before 5 p.m. And that will certainly be after I say Happy Thanksgiving to my very, very special guests today. Yes, I had a co-DJ for the first hour, Ahmed Q. But for the second hour, we are proud and honored to welcome Ricky Babe. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Are you DJ Eric today? Or? Uh, yeah, DJ Eze. Eze. I like that. Eze, yeah. aka Eric Dobson, yes. is in the studio. Welcome to KZSU, Eric. Thank you so much, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone and to all the KZSU listeners and the Arabology listeners. Oh wow! And uh, this isn't your first time on the uh, on the radio, is it, Eric? No, this is my second. I was on your show maybe about a year ago, a le little less than a year ago. Uh huh. And uh, does it get easier or? Uh, yeah, I'm not as nervous this time. Really? Yeah. Really. I wasn't that nervous last time. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't strike me as the kind of guy who gets nervous easily. No, not no. really. Which explains your your DJ handle, Easy E. Easy E. Where did that come from? Uh, it was a nickname from my uh, college roommates. Oh wow! <laughs> they say I was. So easygoing all the time, so they, they nicknamed me Easy E. Easy E, I this like that. This was before the, or I think around the time of when that sang, this, the former rapper um, uh, was around too, so they 
but mine is spelled with a Z. Oh, so uh, sorry. Now, now you know me in the Arabology show. I'm not very hip. Yeah. So who? There was a rapper Easy named Easy. Used to be a rapper. Yeah. He's oh. passed since. Oh, happened. so you know, you better be careful, Eric, because uh, you've just stolen the guy's name. I did, but mine's with a Z, not an S. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're you're, you're very <laughs> So on this wonderful Thanksgiving day, Eric, I wanted to first of all say thank you for being you and for always being there and being part of what I consider my family here in the U.S. Uh, and to say, uh, you know, thank you for sticking uh, by me through the good times and the bad times. And uh, to, uh, to ask you what your thoughts are on this Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I'm just thankful for my family and friends and uh, just the opportunity to have uh, uh, to be living, actually. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yep. um, especially to you and to uh, guest correspondent Ace Q. Ace Q, I who was the Ace, Ace, why don't you come over there to the <laughs> mic and, and say uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to uh, DJ Easy E. Happy Thanksgiving, DJ Easy E. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the listeners, the, they don't know me by the name Ace Q, they know me by the name Ahmed Q. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. So this is my other nickname, Ace. <laughs> we stand corrected. <laughs> so thank uh, you anyway. <laughs> that, well, I have to say it's a very, very uh, special show for me today. Uh, for DJ Ramsey, you're truly here. Because I am surrounded by the most amazing people on earth. Uh, Eric and uh, Ahmad, thank you for being here on this Thanksgiving show. And uh, I want to uh, uh, turn my attention a little bit to Eric. Now, who is my co-host oh, no. for the second <laughs> for the second part? Because uh, Eric, since you're so hip, mm. I thought you might talk a little bit about the group Mashru Alayla. You know, I keep talking about them and talking mm. about them, but uh, uh, you know, maybe the listeners need to hear a different uh, person speak about them. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I actually met them in, wow. in Lebanon um, uh, almost two years ago, and. Wow. Um, uh, first of all, they're very nice people, uh, just people uh, in general, because I, I really didn't know much about their music before then. Yeah. But um, the music I like because it's something different from the Middle East. It was something more modern for a younger generation um, that we could associate with. It right. wasn't the same old classical Arabic music you were hearing or the same typical beats or, mm-hmm. or, or lyrics and what was behind the lyrics. So you're able to relate to that music more easily than maybe traditional Arabic music? Yeah, definitely. So you, you want to hear it more, I think, when you when you first hear it. You know, when you hear traditional Arabic music, I feel it takes me much longer to appreciate it and like it than, right. than something like Mashur Leila who brings something more modern to the yeah. ear. Yeah. I mean, do you think maybe because, uh, you know, traditional Arabic music probably relies on lyrics a lot more? Yeah. Whereas, although Mashrua Leila's lyrics are amazing, it's still the music itself can kind of stand out on its own. Yeah, I, that definitely has a part to do with it. I feel that with the traditional, um, you, you, I mean, eventually you end up understanding, you can feel the sentiments in the song, even if you don't know what they're saying. The good songs are the ones that you can feel the sentiment in, you know. Right, um, right. And so, uh, I mean, I know you speak some Arabic, so. Okay. Okay. So some of the words I couldn't say on air that I know. Really? Yeah. They're yeah. Not, yeah. Not we, 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 uh, because they're in Arabic and they're not. <laughs> 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 I won't go there because technically it's still a cuss word, Eric. So right. we don't, we don't want.
want to say that. No, on, definitely not. On the air. I would never. <laughs> on the air. Anyway, so uh, let me let me ask you something, Eric, um, about the uh, topics that uh, Masrur Alayla sings about. I mean, mm. you are aware that they are tackling and uh, broaching subjects that are very no-no and taboo in, sure. uh, in the Arabic-speaking world in that region and most of the countries in that region. Uh, so, I mean, is this something that makes you more interested in their music, the fact that they're talking about things that they shouldn't be talking about, quote-unquote? Yes, I definitely. That that definitely has a huge factor in what I uh, why I like them. Um, I think a lot of the times these unspoken things, they need to be brought up now. The world's changing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you can still maintain your culture, yet uh, also uh, grow in a right. certain way along with the times. So yeah. Yeah. I believe it's important. I think it's a way that get, it gets out the message in a way that more people will, will hear it and it becomes more accepting. And uh, I appreciate your, your input on this, Eric, because, do you, you know, you like sort of all kinds of music, uh, mostly in English. Right. Uh, and so I wanted you to kind of talk to our listeners, as you have been, about, you know, your take on this Arabic music. I mean, how... how difficult was it for you to access it, to get used to it? Uh, you know, how was your journey? <laughs> um, it took a while because it was just so different to me. Um, I mean, originally when I, f I think Feirouz was what I started hearing uh -huh. first. Who's, who, whose birthday was yesterday, by oh, the way? Ha happy birthday, Feirouz. There uh, we go. Oh, la la! <laughs> and I like how you feminized Gamila. <laughs> um, Very nice. But she would be the first I heard, and for me, um, I, I Actually, eventually, once I kept hearing it, I could pick up. I, I would know the lyrics without knowing what was being said. I, yeah, I yeah. would actually be able to sing it. I don't know what I was singing about. Sorry, so you were saying? Uh, could you say that again? I think your mic. Uh, yeah, I, 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 with Feirouz, I, I, you know, I kept hearing it, and eventually, I would, I learned the lyrics of it because it, it, I could feel some sentiment in the song, and I maybe like picked up on it, mm -hmm. and I would uh, know the lyrics. I could sing it, but I wouldn't necessarily know exactly what I was singing about. So yeah. I would ask you or ask someone else what what the song was about. Oh, and, good. So you're uh, not going to be taking any jabs at Feirouz on the air. Um, no, but like whenever <laughs> I need to go to sleep Smart at man. night, if, if I'm having oh. trouble, I put a little Feirouz on the radio. Because she lulls you into a beautiful sleep, oh, yes. right? It's just sweet, sweet sleep. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a compliment <laughs> or uh, but we'll leave it at that. I mean, Perus's voice is very soothing, let's put it that way. Yes. Um, so, Eric, I was uh, uh, going to ask you if you knew a song in English called If You Go Away, sure. uh, which actually comes from the French, Ne Me Quitte Pas. Mm -hmm. Any uh, any idea? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I remember one from the James Bond. I think, is, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I think Shirley Bassey. Oh my gosh, you're reviving uh, the the olden times. Uh, is uh, it Shirley Bassey? Well, Shirley Bassey certainly did uh, sing remake, "If You Go yeah. Away" the remake, but it wasn't for the Bond movie. Mm. But oh, okay. close enough, you got the right singer uh, and the right. Uh, she well. sang Goldfinger. <laughs> she said, "There we go." Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we segue. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, she sang If You Go Away. Have you heard it in French? No, me quitte pas. Oh, la la, vous parlez français aussi. Ah, oui, oui. Oh, excellent. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 so, uh, uh, you know, I guess you've heard it in English and yes. you've heard it in French. Yes. But have you ever heard it in Arabic? I 
believe I have, but I really not that much. I think I've heard it once or twice. Well, I think me. you're in for a surprise, uh, Eric uh, Dobson. I would love AKA to hear easy. it. <laughs> Is because I'm going to play you not one. But two versions, wow. two Arabic versions of Namakita Pa. Wow. Uh, the first one is by uh, Mariam El Labidi. Oh. And the second version is, are you ready for this, Eric? Yes, I'm ready. By Mashru'a Layla. Oh, nice. Yeah, All the group right. we just spoke okay, about, so they I have their own version of Namakita Pa. I haven't heard their version. Yeah, so, so the version by them that we're going to hear is actually taken from the Paleo uh, concert they had in Switzerland earlier this year. Mm. And they surprised everybody there by singing their Lebanese version of the classic Namakita Pa. Great, I look forward to hearing it. So uh, you're going to be with us uh, through the rest of the show, yeah, uh, DJ EZE? Inshallah. Inshallah. Okay, so let's listen to Mariam Al-Abidi singing her version of Namakita Pa, which is going to mesh into the Mashru'a Layla version of Namakita Pa, which then will actually feature another track by Mashru'a Layla. So we're doing a double dose of the Mashru'a today, right here on the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. Lemme to a Danish 
How's that for a treat, ladies and gentlemen? That was Mashru'a Layla, and uh, we got a double treat today on this Thanksgiving Day. You just heard them sing the song Arus, and before that, well, the unmistakable vocals of uh, Hamid Sinno, the lead vocal of Mashru'a Layla, sang uh, the group's uh, version, which I'm going to call the Lebanese version of uh, the very uh, well-known French song Ne Me Quitte Pas, and it was called in Arabic Matit. Before that, uh, we heard, uh, well, another version, uh, this time from North Africa, of Numakitopa, uh, and it was by Mariam uh, Al-Labidi, or Al-Ubaidi. Hopefully you enjoyed both Arabic versions of Numakitopa, a song uh, that was uh, originally recorded in French by Jacques Brel, and it was uh, called Numakitopa, then translated as If You Go Away uh, in English, and now, We've got not one, but two Arabic versions of Namakitupa. Hope you enjoy both right here on the Arabology Show. Coming to you this November 22nd, 2012, from KZSU Stanford, 94.1 FM. And uh, I'm your DJ Ramsey. I'm so delighted to be with you on this Thanksgiving Day. And uh, I do have with me today in the studio my uh, co-host, uh, who calls himself DJ Easy e uh, Eric Dobson is in the studio and will be with us for the uh, last uh, part of the show. But uh, before I go to Eric and uh, his thoughts on Thanksgiving as well as on Arabic music, I would like to uh, say thank you on the Thanksgiving Day to Mashru Alayla themselves for being this amazing band and giving us such beautiful music throughout the year. And uh, to also say thank you, merci and shukran to all the students of Arabic here at Stanford University. These are my students and I would like to thank them and say shukran for being amazing students on this uh, day uh, where we all should say shukran. Ladies and gentlemen, the show's name is Arabology and uh, following my show today, of course, is uh, a very special treat because we, you will be in the wonderful company of DJ ETN and the show is the Dole Drummer. The Dole Drummer usually comes to you, ladies and gentlemen, right here on KZSU 90.1 FM on uh, between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. But today, you are going to have an extra long show with uh, DJ ETN. The Dole Drummer show will be from, si- from 5 p.m. all the way to 8 p.m. And I would like to say a huge shukran, that's merci, that's thank you to DJ ETN for coming in and filling in for the uh, regular show between 5 and 6. And so he's going to be here in the studio and I'm going to leave you with his company somewhere around 5 p.m. He'll be taking over for an extra long, extra special, extra great edition of his radio show, The Dole Drummer. And uh, that show, of course, this intertropical convergence zone can bring winds strong enough to cause squales and hurricanes, and those same winds can disappear altogether to leave your sailboat stranded in the middle of the ocean. Well, how's that for a show description? I, I hear, wow. I hear. Uh, oh, wow, that sounds I, intriguing. Thank you. This is uh, my uh, my co-host today, uh, uh, none other than uh, Eric uh, Dobson. 
a.k.a. DJ Eze. Eze in the house. So uh, you, you, you enjoyed the uh, description to ETN's uh, show, upcoming yeah, show? Yeah, it really draws you in. So, yeah. so I mean, I was trying to read his, the, the show's name. It's Dole Drummer. Dole Drummer. Dole yeah. Drummer, not Dole it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Yeah. I, 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 knowing it, DJ no, Dole Drummer. Dole like drum. Drums. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I pronounced it correctly, did I? Yes. Okay. So yeah. I'm glad wherever you are, DJ ETN. Merci Etienne. beaucoup. Uh, yeah. And thank you for uh, coming uh, to the uh, studio early today and taking over at 5 p.m. Following my show right here on KZSU Stanford. 90.1 FM. When you help the Make-A-Wish Foundation grant wishes for children with life-threatening illnesses, you give them hope, strength, and joy. You might also change your life in the process. To find out about volunteer opportunities to donate or to refer a child for a wish, please visit www.wish.org. That's www.wish.org. Close your eyes and imagine you're on an unspoiled beach somewhere. Sunlight streaming through the palm leaves. A paradise like this isn't easy to come by, but it does still exist. Because the Nature Conservancy works locally with people like you to save precious places around the world forever. That way, closing your eyes will never be the only way to get there. I'm Paul Newman. Help save the last great places. Visit the Nature Conservancy at nature.org. Nature.org. The show is Arabology, and we are coming up to uh, uh, quarter to 4 p.m. That's 3.45 p.m. here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. And uh, my uh, special DJ today, our co-host today, is uh, none other than uh, Easy e So uh, welcome, 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 Eric, to KZSU. Shukran. On this, oh, wow. That means thank you in Arabic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so how, how apropos for you to say that on the day where everybody's saying shukran. Ah, yeah. How would you say <laughs> Thanksgiving in Arabic? Yawm Eid as-shukr or Eid as-shukr. Okay, I won't try that one. Why don't you try that? Yawm Eid as-shukr. Wow, wow. <laughs> spoken like a true Arabist. <laughs> uh, uh, so the next song I was going to play, Eric, is actually by Nancy Azram. Oh. Can you explain who Nancy Azram is to the folks? Uh, Nancy Azram, probably I would relate her to the Britney Spears of Arabic music. Really? Yeah. The Britney Spears of Arabic music yes. is named Nancy Azram. Yes. Where does she come from? Uh, she's from Lebanon. Really? Yes. And uh, I don't hear like too much excitement in your voice. Maybe if I told you that Nancy Azram, uh, who started out at age 19, by now is married. She's in her 20s, I guess. And she's married and has two daughters. Ah, <gasps> uh, yes. Their name are Mila and Ella. Mila and Ella. Yes. And so she, and to mark her, the occasion of her being a mom and having two daughters, she released a children's album called uh, Super Nancy. And on it, she has the song called Yabanat, which is an ode to girls and daughters. Uh, I'm not hearing the uh, excitement at all, Eric uh, P. Dobson. What's going on? Um, usually, I, uh, from my past experience, I see when a, when a star releases an al- a children's album, uh-huh. it's the beginning of a downward spiral for their career. Right. So, <laughs> so, you, so you're predicting a, 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 a yeah. I think uh-oh. there's a high probability. Really? Yeah. You think Nancy Osram's days are coming on? Yeah. The, the song actually bothers me too. The lyrics. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's a beautiful ode I to know, daughters. Who is Nancy Ashram to tell me that I haven't felt love before until oh. I've had a daughter? Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, <laughs> my, my poor mother never had a daughter. She had oh, three yeah. boys. You're so three boys. How yeah. is she? She never felt love? Right. So yeah. according to Nancy Ashram's lyrics, since your, fa- your parents only had boys, they right. would they've never uh, felt uh, the meaning of sweetness. Oh, that's and, it. Yeah. Uh, the meaning and, of sweetness. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and they will never t- taste uh, taste tasty treats, sweet treats. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. I know my mother only got nastiness, so that's oh, probably oh, right. really? yeah. <laughs> From three boys, the poor woman. Yeah. I, I don't blame her. My poor mother. <laughs> so, Eric, why don't we play the song that annoys you so much called okay. Yabanat right here on KZSU sure. Stanford 90.1 FM. And then uh, for the last part of my show, of course, we're going to include my interview with uh, uh, male belly dancer Salim. So stay tuned oh, for nice. that. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for being in the studio today. Thank you so much. And I hate to close with a song that you hate so much. No, but it's, it's not uh, that bad. I'm just joking. Well, here so, she is. Yeah. Either way, Nancy Azram Yabanat. I guess an ode and a thanks to all daughters, sisters, and women out there yes. uh, from the Arabaldi Show and yours truly, DJ Ramsey, coming to you from the, uh, from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was a Lebanese songstress, uh, Nancy Ajram, who uh, is loved by many and I guess uh, hated by some uh, with uh, her album, uh, from her album Super Nancy, that was actually an ode to girls, and it was called Ya Banat in Arabi. Well, time is really flying here on this uh, Thanksgiving edition of my weekly radio show, Arabology. I know DJ ETN is already in the studio. What an amazing guy to come in. He will be subbing from 5 to uh, 6, and then, of course, he will be in his regular time slot between 6 to 8 p.m. So what a treat on this Thanksgiving day to have DJ ETN in the house, or in I'll say it in Arabic, in the bait. And uh, he will be with you between 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. following my show. Uh, probably we're going to start around somewhere, somewhere around uh, 5.05 or 5.10 p.m., but you will have that wonderful extra-long edition of uh, his amazing show, The Dole Drummer. And uh, that's only one of the many shows we have for you here on KCSU Stanford, 19.1 FM. And I'm glad that you were able to join me on my Arabology show today. But the show is far from over because I still have to play, or I'm very proud to play, my interview with male belly dancer Salim. Now, I'm sure most people out there wanted, or, or thought, well, belly dancing is only for women. Well, then you must have tuned to my show last week where I had female belly dancer Adriana M. who came in and talked to us about the art of belly dancing. Well, here's the male perspective of this genre. And uh, his name is simply Salim. He is a writer. He is a director. He is a choreographer as well as a male belly dancer. I'll, I'll play my pre-recorded interview for you here. I will end with a Feirouz song right here on the Arabology show. Coming to you from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I'm your DJ Ramsey. The show is Arabology and I'll say thank you, shukran and merci to everybody for tuning in. Please stay tuned for DJ ETN following the end of my show. As for now, we'll listen to the interview and end with Feirouz. Aid shukur Saeed. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This is KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I'm sitting here with a multi-talented artist from the Arab world. His name is simply Salim, spelled S-A-L-E-E-M. And Salim, welcome to Arabology. Thank you. Shukran. Ahlan wa sahlan. I should greet you in Arabic, frankly, and say assalamu alaikum. Uh, we'll stick to English for we'll now. Okay. Yeah. How about a marhaba? Marhabtain. Ahl- oh, you get <laughs> me twice over. Exactly. Uh, Salim, I know that you are a very busy individual and I'm very happy you were able to give me this brief interview. So I'm going to go right to the point and ask you about uh, your double persona, meaning you are a uh, screenplay writer as well as an artist in terms of belly dancing. Uh, Which uh, persona dominates uh, these days? Well, actually, it's more than one, but you know, being a Gemini, uh, that's what happens. (laughs) I'm I'm an MBA a marketing instructor plus a playwright plus an actor plus uh, an exotic male belly dancer so um, I don't know how to define myself I think I usually say I'm a, an Arab American Palestinian performing artist wow wow yeah. and so you're managing both careers simultaneously or do you put one on the back shelf while you concentrate on the other uh, it depends on the work that I'm getting you know uh, if I am touring with my shows then I'm not teaching if I'm not touring with my shows I'm teaching and belly dancing so it's kind of you know it goes with work you know you just go where, where, where whatever 
And so your work you takes mean you. both uh, in terms of the theatrical stage? Uh, both as and theatrical and the belly dance shows, and also I'm a DJ. Okay, and yeah. so was that the last time you performed here in the San Francisco Bay Area? Uh, it was in 2008, correct. 2008. Yeah. And now you're back here, we're sitting here in San Francisco. Yes. And yes. I don't know if uh, the listeners know, but you and I have crossed paths uh, many times in the past, and uh, the last time I, I met you, we, uh, you were actually pretty much launching your stage play Salam Shalom. Uh, how is the play uh, since then? We're talking 15 years 15 of evolution. Year, yeah, 15 years ago. Salam Shalom, I wrote it in 95. Uh, it won the GLAAD Awards in 96. And basically, in a nutshell, between 96 and 2012, I've been touring with the play for the last 15 years. Um, Los Angeles four times, San Francisco at the New Conservatory Theatre, Sydney, Australia, New Zealand, San Diego. Uh, we are in the process of now pitching the film project and wow. uh, it will be aired on Swedish radio in December. Swedish? Swedish radio wow. and I just got an email from an agent that she wants to tour with the play in all of the Scandinavian countries. So. Wow. Wow. And I would love maybe to bring it back to uh, to San Francisco, the Bay Area. Well, Who knows? Definitely. And I, I, did, I do remember watching the play and being very impressed by it, what, uh, 15 years ago or so? And uh, I hear that since then you've uh, made it evolve, so it's not really frozen in time you've actually been uh, adding and uh, and tweaking the play over the years is that a difficult process for you and it wasn't it wasn't difficult at all uh, some people maybe who not, are not familiar with the with the play salam shalom is a story about a palestinian man who meets an israeli man and they fall in love wow and basically they're trying to survive their relationship in the midst of the chaos that involves them. Uh, a lot of people ask me, they say, is it a political play? Is it a gay play? And my answer is not denying both of those issues. It's a human play. Nice. Um, as you know, the Israeli-Palestinian issue is um, is an issue that will never die. Uh, the conflict is still going on. It's evolving. And what I did, I kept the play very organic. Uh, the incident in, in the play adapts to the current situation. So I would say... Uh, the latest version is a reflection of the current situation with the Israeli-Palestinian issue. But you've kept the prot protagonists as two gay men, basically, or have the characters also changed? It is absolutely two men who fall in love. Wow. Uh, in, in the chaos that is the, the region. I mean, in the, or not chaos, but in the chaotic circumstances. Exactly. And I, and, I and I think also it shows that when you fall in love, when you fall in love, because the two characters, you know, there's an age difference, you know, there's like 15 years difference between them. Wow. Uh, one is one in Israeli, one is in a Palestinian. You know, two different cultures, two different mentalities, but they were so compatible that all the walls of the politics, you know, like of the politics and the culture, it just fell apart. And um, and yeah. they are just basically two men falling in love. And that basically begs the question about reactions. Now, I know that audiences have uh, enjoyed the play. I've read a lot of reviews of it. But uh, have you been personal? Have you felt like a negative reaction uh, over the years, considering the very sensitive topics that you are addressing? Um, gosh, we could have another program about that. Oh. But but I would say in general, I would say 90%, it was always extremely positive reaction. The reason why I'm saying this because 
when people come and see the play and I'm you know I'm not bragging about it or if I am maybe I should because that's what is the play about it was really never about the gay issue and it was really never about the politics I really wrote a human story so the majority of the people actually who come and see it are not gay people it's just mainstream Israelis Palestinians Arabs who hear the name of the play and it create an interest so they come some of them they come expecting to see a gay play or expecting to see a heavily uh, political play and then I hit them with this genuine human story and they come out and they say you know what you really got me on that because nice. when I was watching the play the gay issues and the political issues became very secondary and I was more drawn into the human story and that was my intention. Well so I'm delighted to hear that any kind of adverse reaction whether it be a homophobic reaction on the part of some people or an anti-peace uh, in the Middle East reaction. I, I, I did though I mean I was I was saying for example I can bring two examples when we did the show in San Diego uh, I did one night as a fundraiser for a kid who was brought from the West Bank to be treated in a hospital and we raised two thousand dollars we took that check to the family that was hosting him in San Diego and they accepted the check but when they knew where the check is coming from and what was the subject matter of the play they returned the check to us wow. and I, without cashing it without cashing it and I felt so bad uh, the second one was um, you know I mean I would get some people who are on either extreme side of the issue and you know they'll say I don't want a, a gay homosexual representing Palestinians well if you don't want that's that's your own problem yeah, so yeah. Um, the fact that you always do your work you present it out to the public and I think it's natural some would like it and some would hate it yes but I would say in general it was always very positive and at the risk of you I know you're a very humble person but it also takes a lot of courage to tackle the very uh, well quote-unquote controversial topics that you're addressing I think in the in, I think in the Arab world it's about time that we should tackle issues about sexuality and gender and uh, you know I mean because it does exist and anyone that says that gay life or homosexuality doesn't exist in the Middle East I think they're they're living in another world yeah, yeah. we do exist it's just a matter of exposing the issue in a way that is not uh, that is not threatening to people I think the more that they see good examples of Arab gay men and women doctors engineers artists uh, then they get uh, you know they get the perspective that you could be a gay man or a gay woman and you could have respectable life you could have a respectable uh, profession it seems to me that the image of what is gay in the Arab world is very disformed absolutely and 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 we need to just correct that image absolutely and speaking of you know issues related to gender and marginalized sexualities this is probably the best intersection into your career as a male belly dancer <laughs> now, you know, a lot of our listeners out there don't know that there's such a thing. I mean, when you think of belly dancing, you think of women. You think of a very exoticized, you know, kind of Arabian Nights kind of fantasy with belly dancers. Has the art of male belly dancing existed throughout history or is this a new phenomenon? Uh, first of all, the reason why I'm calling it belly dancing so that can American relate to what I'm talking about, even though I really don't like the word. I think that belly dancing is the creation of Hollywood. It's called Rux Sharki, ah. which is Middle Eastern dancing. But 
I use the word belly dancing because if I don't, then you have to explain the history. Right. The art of belly dancing, actually, if you go to the Arab world, the best instructors and teachers and choreographers are males. Really? Mahmoud Rida, Kigam, Abdul Halim Karakalla, X, Y, and Z. Wow. Even in Egypt, you know, famous belly dancers like Najwa Fuad and Fifi Abdu and Suhair Zaki, when you ask them, where did you learn it? They say, we learned it from our boys. You know, the, the, yeah. the guys that used to work with them, they are the ones that used to teach them. Yes, because you've been naming these famous female, uh, let's say, Raqisat, uh, Sharqiyat. Exactly, and uh, also... Meaning, uh, sorry, meaning fa- female... Um, female belly dancers. dancers. Belly. And also the origin of it, they say in the old days of Egypt, it used to be a form of dancing that the priests, the male priests at that time performed to the gods as a form of submission and, you know, getting closer to the gods. And at that time, females were not allowed to be priests. Oh, really? But when the pharaohs, the female pharaohs, show, saw that form of art that was so sensual and, you know, very, very engaging, they wanted to learn it. And of course, through thousands of years, the art became a vehicle for women use it sexually or to seduce other men. But really, the origin of it is an art. You know, it's like flamenco. Flamenco is an art. Whether you're a male or a female, you mm. dance flamenco. Yeah. Salsa is an art. And belly dancing is an art. Whether you're a male or a female, you learn the technique, you learn the steps, you have the soul for it, and you dance it, whether you're a male or a female. And so where did your desire to delve into that art come from? Was this something you've always had or something you discovered later in life? I have no idea. I think just watching old TV and, uh, you know, having the... Uh, having the love for it. I, I, th- I think I think it's always going to be my expensive hobby even though I made a living from it I still do. But I never it, it was always my expensive hobby and when I do it I do it for the love of it really more than the money. And so, is the audience mainly uh, you know, a gay male audience then or do you find that this kind of uh, review is attracting diff- uh, the, you know, a mass audience? Absolutely not. Um, I would say the audience is very mixed between people who appreciate dancing in general and people who appreciate the belly dance art and people who get intrigued. Oh my God, I've never seen a, a whole cast all male dancers. Let's come and check them out. So. And I have to ask this, although I don't mean any disrespect, of course, or to minimize what you do, but when people hear male review, they're thinking, you know, of the Chippendales and, and, and sort of these uh, purely erotic performance. I, I, you don't think of yourself that way. You think of yourself as being perhaps uh, uh, sexually provocative without being pornographic, correct? Well, first of all, I don't think I have the body for a stripper. The belly dancing art is very sensual, uh, it's very expressive, um, and um, uh, um, I I think the best way to describe it is sensuality. Sensuality. But we live in a culture that if you're a male, you're not supposed to express yourself sensually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, I do, and I think um, if you just like the art and if you feel it and you express yourself through those movements in an honest way, there is no way that people won't be able to appreciate right, it. Right. And I did want to ask you that question just because I wanted to give you the chance to differentiate between what people may call pornography and the kind of sensual, artistic, very well studied reviews that you uh, participate in and you coordinate and you co- choreograph. 
uh, yeah, and and I, and of course that doesn't mean that that there are some people who might use it as a vehicle for some kind of like sexual expose, but um, but. But belly dancing is an art, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and it's sometimes unfortunate in the Arab world that people they put it down. But I really look at it. I mean, if you see most of the very professional uh, female or male belly dancers who are famous worldwide, and I can name many of them, mm-hmm. you know, it's an art, and there are people that who are respected, and you know, they make a full living out of it. Um, it depends on how you look at it, and it depends on how you perceive it. Absolutely. Um, I think I think if you're sincere about what you do and you do it good you demand respect from yeah, people yeah i think that's very important salim time passes so quickly when i'm with you i promised you not to keep you too long and here i am i asked you every question under the sun but i hope that this is going to be the first of many uh, appearances here on the arabology show always fascinating always courageous and uh, uh, a multitasker i have to say because managing one career is hard enough and you're doing two and three at the same time uh, salim thank you so much for being here on the arabology Show. I want to thank you on behalf of our listeners uh, here at Stanford and in the Bay Area. And uh, to ask you before I let you go, if you have a favorite song you'd like to play uh, to end your segment. Is there some kind of Raksharqi or otherwise oh, Arabic I, song? I, I hope you have it. It's Firuz. Firuz. I, I, I think I just might have the every song by the uh, most famous Lebanese diva of all time, well, in my if opinion. You, if you have an old one, it's called Ana La Habibu Habibi Ili. Oh, so you actually chose a very romantic slow song because, because I have it in the in the screenplay of Salam Shalom really well then how perfect let's then mellow out and uh, listen to Fairuz and this song is dedicated from Salim to um, to all people who would like to see uh, peace and love around the world especially yeah. with Israelis and Palestinians beautiful inshallah we say in Arabic. Yeah, yeah. Salim thank you so much and I hope we get the chance to have you uh, guest as our guest again here on the Arabology show coming to you from KCSU Stanford 90.1 FM Baby, 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 baby,
Habibi, 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 Habibi,